I am. I mean, I, I wasn't. But where where are you? you I'm in my living room. With such a crisp white button-up? Yeah, you know? Dressed up today. Trying to... I mean, a short sleeve? That is a solid look. Thank you very uh, much. I'm, I'm pretending I'm on vacation with you. I mean, yeah. Well, cheers, David Lee. Cheers. What do you got in the glass? Uh, I think it is a vodka pineapple. Uh, what time of day and where are we? In Cabo San Lucas, or not Cabo San Lucas, but Cabo, and it is, I think, 6.30. Gotcha. 5.30 yeah. Pacific Standard Time for me. It's an evening show. It's a boozy show. I mean, I'm sorry, everyone. They <laughs> they came for the boozy, boozy show last week. They're getting it this week. You let them down last week. Um, but so I'm, I'm here. How many are How many cocktails have you had today? Oh my goodness. Uh, way too many. Okay, so that's the disclaimer. And the other disclaimer is we actually couldn't find time to record this week. We somehow, out of the ether, stole this 20 minutes just to check in with listeners. It's not going to be a full show. It'll be abbreviated, but uh, you might. it might not be coherent anyways. I mean, it'll be completely incoherent, but so happy to be here. I'm doing a dirty, filthy, dirty martini to try to catch up with you. How much uh, How much olive juice do you throw into your dirty? You know, if I had to give you a ratio, I would say maybe a fifth olive juice. Okay. It's a lot of, it's a lot of olive juice. Do you ever do your dirty with uh, blue cheese? I mean, how yeah. far afield do you go in your olives? I do. I hand stuff the blue cheese into the olives so I get the best blue cheese. Yep. My, fav- my favorite is Cabrales, which is uh, Spanish. Yeah. Hand stuff them. Then I put extra blue cheese in the bottom of the glass. And once I pour the martini in there, I mix in that cheese that I put at the bottom of the glass. So it's like milky filth. I mean, this is the best drink that I've ever even heard mentioned. And I don't know how we haven't done. I don't know how I haven't made you uh, make me a mar- uh, this version of a martini. You're speaking well, my language. Well, uh, I will do it for you, but I use gin. I don't use vodka. Okay. Well, if we could do a vodka one, I'm in. Can we advertise what's going to happen for Surf Ranch? Because I could do it then. Oh, yes. I mean, we should. I got to call that dude. That dude just sent me an e- a hasty email of let's do this. So is it, too, to is it premature to advertise? It might be premature. I got to, that guy might be mad. And so I have to sort that out. I've been, yeah, I just finished just yesterday, sent in edits for new book. So I've been like redlining book edit, which is any listener who wants to write a book, just don't do it. It's hard. Um, So while you're on vacation, do you actually, you're, you're obviously working while you're there. Oh, I mean, I don't ever stop working. Yeah, that's a but bummer. yeah, this was yeah. I had to get I had to get book done yesterday, uh, and getting book done is one thing, and then getting edits done is an entirely separate thing. So I had to get edits done, uh, but that's yeah done now, which is why the state I'm in probably Good. is Good. the state I'm in. 
yeah. enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Do you ever do you ever take a break from surf news? No, never, never. Even I mean, I feel bad uh, for Beach Grit when I'm in this headspace, just because it's less. But I'm perpetually hawking and looking, and then taking breaks to do Beach Grit. Yeah. I try to take breaks, but oh. if you just open your phone, it's there in front of you. And I found that even if I miss a day or two, like if I'm actually on away from Wi-Fi or whatever in Zion or something, um, my DMs are full with all of our listeners sending me like Kelly Slater stories or the news or whatever. And so I, I know that I can always have that cash waiting for me that will catch me up immediately, you know? But it's But it's also stuff, that's the other thing hold on real quick uh that's the other thing it, it's always unfortunately completely fascinating to me like that's the stuff where i'm like oh man all of this is what i want to hear and get back to is yeah. the pointless surf news yeah yeah uh how are the waves in cabo awful which is oh, so really? yeah surfed a couple days but it's been thankfully allowed me to actually finish book so yeah. Gotcha. If it was good, it would have been a lot harder, but Are it was you, so bad that it allowed me to finish. Um, do you see any listeners in the lineup this time? No, but I did see, uh, who's over for dinner tonight, a, my favorite snowboarder, Hannah Beeman. Uh, I was, she's a epic, epic snowboarder and paddling out and saw her. And so she's over for dinner. She was just randomly in the lineup? Oh Yeah. Like, Crazy. yeah, there's always, there's always a random in the lineup at Cabo. Uh, I want to give a shout out to listener Colin, who I saw in the lineup. I don't know when, maybe last Sunday. And uh, you know how we're giving away the Channel Islands too happy at the end of the month? Yep. I was riding my hand-shaped from Britt Merrick too happy. And I ran into a swimmer, a body surfer and busted the fin box, like not out of the board, but like depressed it up into the board. Busted and it on we, him? No, not on our listener, Colin, but Colin and I were talking and then a set wave came and it was a, it was actually like the only, it was a pretty junky day, but it was like the wave I was waiting for. And there's a body surfer, like a 15 year old kid swimming to try to get out cause the set's coming and I'm in perfect position and he's right in my line. And I was like, you know what? If I try to bottom turn around him, I'm going to miss it because the thing was running. I'm going to miss the section. So I'm just going to go straight where he is. He's He knows to dive under me. You know what I mean? Sure. He's a like swimmer. He's, he doesn't have a board. He doesn't have a board. And I saw him catch a couple of waves previously. So I knew he knew what he was doing as a body surfer. But I've been in that situation even with a surfboard. And the key there is duck dive the surfer, not the wave. And you sure. might duck dive the surfer and then kind of come up in the wave itself and get sucked back. Oh, but, okay. but yeah, that's okay. But dude, this kid, like, I'm like, I'm committed to the line. And then I watch him ducking under and I'm thinking, crap, I don't think he's going deep enough or he's going too late, but I'm kind of committed to the line anyways, fully connect with him, dude. Like, and even still five days later or whatever, I have like a queasy feeling in my stomach about it. Cause I've grazed people before in the lineup but i've never like fully connected like that you know so you have and the you have the feeling when you go to sleep of hitting yes. human flesh 
like yes. ricocheting through your body. Yeah. Full, full stop, dude. Like my fins full stop me going over the handlebars and instantly just thinking, Oh my God, that was such a mistake. He's going to be filleted for sure. You know? Was and he? So, well, shockingly no. So I come up and he and his buddy are like assessing the damage to his leg. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to swim this kid in on my board. It's going to be a lawsuit. Like, Oh no. I paddle straight up to him and he was like avoiding making eye contact with me. Uh, Cause he, I think was maybe embarrassed or something. And I, but I, or maybe he thought I was going to confront him. Like I was going to be mad at him, but I wasn't, I was like, Hey, are you okay? He goes, and he just shook it off. He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, are you bleeding? He's like, no, no, I'll be okay. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So I didn't check his leg or anything like that. I just paddled over to Colin and I was like, dude, I just fully, fully connected with that kid. And I'm like, not convinced he's okay. He and his buddy went in. I ended up going in because I, my board, that fin got kind of depressed up. Like it fully blew out the glass. So I went in and I saw him walking up the beach and he did have a giant line on his calf. It somehow didn't lacerate the skin. Like it's not cut, but it was a giant welt, which would be a full on bruise later and a line. Uh, so he just has leathery skin or something. I have no idea how it didn't cut him, but I, even though it didn't cut him, I still feel sick to my stomach, you know? I, just, I mean, hitting, hitting a human as much as we maybe joke is not, does not feel good when you actually do it. It was the, I still feel queasy. It was, it was yeah. crazy. I mean, good on you though for not killing a kid. Like that's- Dude, I dodged a bullet. I yeah. dodged a bullet because I honestly, even though like when I assessed the situation, I fully justified it to myself. I'm like, he knows what he's doing. This is my line. It's his job to get out of the way. And he knows how to get out of the way. I'm going. The moment I connected, I accepted all responsibility. I was just like, oh, oh yeah. no. I, I fully should have just screwed the, like given the wave yeah, away, no. you know, and, do, but it was such a crappy day and I hadn't had a good one. And I, that was the one, you know, how, what did, what did, did Colin give you a pep talk after? Uh, Colin was very kind, but no, he kind of commiserated with me. He wasn't like shaming me, but he also wasn't, you know, uh, trying to pull me out of the depths of despair. I mean, that's a rough one right there. Well, thankfully good on you. So the bummer is though, this is going to be in your mind forever where you're going to blow multiple waves now. Not that any of them would be any good, but multiples are going to get blown just because I don't want that to happen again. It's further evidence. I just need to not surf near people. Like I generally don't surf the pier in Huntington, even though I surfed it for a decade straight, I don't surf it anymore because even though it's better, it's crowded. And this day, it was almost pure crap everywhere. And then it was not quite crap there. So I paddled out near the pier and slowly kind of made my way towards it in, in, in unintentionally kind of. And at the pier, there's swimmers and there's just kids and there's tourists. And it was a bad choice on my part. But this is the future though. Olympics I now, I know. Olympic surfing is locked for the next decade plus, which- I saw that. We, we are living through surfings coming out of the apocalypse into a glorious boom. And every this where, where can anyone go to get away from that? Nowhere. Can't go to Cabo, tell you that. 
can't go to a wave pool. It's going to be crowded there. No, no well, everywhere. Well, all of that is to say we're giving away a two happy for our tour subscribers. <laughs> but did you love it? Did you? I mean, it was worth. Yeah. It was worth virtually killing a kid for. I want to get it fixed as quickly as possible. That often we've talked about it. I won't fix my boards sure. because I have a sure. bunch of others in the quiver. But this one, I really feel obligated to get fixed and ride immediately. I mean, which is, I will say, uh, a better recommendation for a board could not be had. True. Then very true. Then not just like okay, I got another board, whatever. Oh, you know, bummer. That thing liked it, but bummer. If you want to get a board fixed and rewrite it, then that says something for that board. Fully. Um, speaking of wave pools, Surf Ranch news, just well, a couple of WSL topics. Rio is canceled, which Done. I mean, that was already, we've been talking about that since the beginning of the year. That's but, not a big but, surprise. But putting the press release out and burying that lead, clearly, I understand that the WSL does things the way they do and Corpo Speak is a thing that it is and this is important not to lead with the bad news and whatnot. But then burying that and then tagging it with the abundance of caution once again, where, yeah, I don't know corpo speak writer but like using can't you just say like with a thought for our um this is a this is a fun game to play where do is he drunk or is he frozen <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man i heard something I about an abundance of caution that's all i heard i just don't understand how if you're the world surf league and you're putting out another press conference and you're the writer and you're tasked with using the phrase abundance of caution. Like you don't lean on the thesaurus to pick a different word for abundance and a different word for caution. A plethora of care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Surf Ranch, unfortunately, is still running. Do you want to hear? There's a bunch of people that are out of the event. Would you like to hear who's replacing the injured? Yes, please. Mikey Wright will replace Chloe Andinos for his ankle injury. Liam O'Brien will replace John John Florence, probably based on his uh, performance at that last event. Lucas Vicente is going to replace Jordy Smith, who just had knee surgery. So Whoa. Jordy Smith's knee surgery is news, and also Lucas Vicente is brand news. I've never even heard of him. Is he Italian? I'm, I have no clue. This is odd to me. I've got more. Hear me. Pat Kadowskis will replace Julian Wilson. Eli Hanneman will replace Michelle Berez. And Nat Young and Michael Dunphy are the wild cards for the men's side. Why? <laughs> I feel that at this point in the wave pool game, there's got to be weirdos who we don't know of who are like blowing up their local wave pool, right? Uh Lucas Vincent, Lucas Vicente, maybe. I mean, he may be the one. He may be the kid who's out at Waco, like, crushing it. Uh, how do they not throw skimboarders in there at a wave pool event? Dude, I don't know what's going on anymore. This feels like we asked for a circus at some point. We're like, look, if it's going to be, uh, if it's not going to be, you know, the best surfers in the world riding the best waves in the world, then you might as well just have do an American gladiator style and have jousting in the pool and ramps or rail slides and all that sort of stuff. 
We asked for a circus. This is almost a circus. Except for, it's people I know, except for Lucas Vicente, which I'm going to hope that he's someone who's, honest to goodness, a wakeboarder who's out there. Uh, could be, could be. I mean, that that's what I want to see. Like, the rest of them I know, and yeah, Liam O'Brien is fine, and Mikey Wright is boring at this point, right? Like, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Lucas Vicente is the only one I'm interested in. Yeah, I know. It's it's bizarre. Eli Hanneman, I'm glad to see in there because I think putting like rising stars is good, but I really don't think he's going to be Gabriel, Idolo, Felipe, or Griffin Colapinto. Looks like he might have do, a shot, you know. Do you know for a fact yet uh, if the air section got rebuilt for the end? I don't know. I heard that. I mean, that was rumored that they would redo the end section to make a little air thing even the one but that, they that used, actually happens i have no idea but the one that they tried a couple of years ago it wasn't a proper air section you know like it was a section instead of none but it wasn't the same as like the freak peak at waco or something like that yeah where you you don't i mean you can get like one full road into the end right like you can rush at the whitewash and do a straight air or something like yeah. that you know yeah so, uh, but we can't reveal news yet, but Chaz and I um, may have boozy, we may be doing a boozy something in relation to something, something. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I've, got to dial, I, I've got to dial that in tomorrow, but yes, it's coming, I think. If, yeah, it's gotta be circuit. I mean, it's, the, the event is so dumb that it's begging for something like this. If, if not, I'm simply not going to watch. Oh, will you not though? Yeah, if it's not, unwatchable. If we're not doing our thing, I honestly, there's, I mean, I remember getting up at 8 a.m. or whatever last time they ran that event to watch. I'm like, okay, cool. I have something to watch today. I turned it on. It was uh, Soli Bailey on the first wave of the day. And he surfed it to a five. It, it took him, 90 seconds or whatever to ride the whole wave and he got a five and i just thought god every clip i've ever seen of that wave on insta of surf ranch on instagram was more entertaining than what soli bailey just did do i need to watch 120 of these rides happen today for yeah. people for people that are going to be fighting out between fives and sevens essentially until gabriel medina gets in the water and then does a nine do i need to watch this and the answer was unequivocally, hell no. Like what's okay. the latest season of a Netflix show? And that's what I'll be watching today. So here, here's the question for you. Uh, if Gabriel Medina wins his, how many is he won in a row? Three, four? Yeah, Damn he's it. won two, so this will be three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you there? Or frozen. Yeah, I'm here. No, you're good. Why'd you just uh, hold my position to freak you out? Like, eh. oh man, I literally had to jump to another position to try to find better Wi-Fi. But is this the end of Surf Ranch? If Gabriel Medina wins every one, will they think, oh, okay, this is we built a wave that one dude wins, and we can't do it again. We cannot have Gabriel Medina winning 15 of these things. On the list of reasons they shouldn't have Surf Ranch on tour, that would be. Uh, reason number 10 but yes okay. that yes that would be the final reason to not have it uh is any 
Have you heard anyone excited for Surf Ranch? No, no, not a single soul. Any DM of like, you guys are jerks. This is actually super cool. No. I'll tell you why it's cool. It's I know when to tune in. Uh, it's, you know, no waiting period, et cetera, et cetera. Like I know when to show up. It's all, everybody gets the same chance on the nope. same waves, et cetera. No, nope. nothing. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard that either. I've talked to professional pro surfers. I've talked to people that work at the work and worked at the WSL. Everybody unequivocally is anti the idea. It's a, it's a business. It's their business interest to run it there. And it conflicts with the original stated goal of the business. Are you worried uh, that this kind of negative talk is going to wind us up on the lineup with the, or what's the new show? Uh, yeah, it's where Dave Prodan. Yeah, it's part of the lineup, but it's uh, the break room. The break room. Are you worried that, or no, nobody's worried. Nobody's worried about ending up on the break room uh, of this negative. That is the least. No, I'm not worried in any way, shape, or form about that at all. The uh, what was their beef with Stab? I honestly still don't understand that. Did you read the article? Uh, I mean, Derek's I read. Article? I read Derek's article, and yeah, then yeah. I didn't listen, obviously, but I read Derek's. I didn't listen either. It was a listener comment that they read, I guess, on air. I also didn't listen. But the listener comment was asking if there was a beef between Stab and the WSL. And the person from the WSL staff um, said, no, there is no beef. And then explained uh, why there isn't a beef, I guess. And so Derek's question was more, yeah, I, I don't know. Derek's, I guess the commenters on Beach Grit were saying, I didn't even know there was a beef between WSL and STAB. What was that question even about? And it would have been a much more fitting question to have been about, is there a beef between Beach Grit and the WSL? But the WSL staffer's response to the question seemed like they were more addressing general haters on the internet more than they were STAB. Okay, okay. that makes more sense to me then. Thank you. Yeah. I had no, like, I was pondering that thinking, what are they, what are they even beginning to talk about? But that makes sense if they're just checked out enough from the conversation yeah. uh, generally. And yeah, yeah. they were they were addressing then general like people not liking the content and then being frustrated with it. Yeah, I've got a lot of new thoughts on this topic um, based on things that have developed in the last couple of weeks. But maybe we'll have it next. We'll have that conversation next week sober at album when we have I mean, more time. OK, I was going to I was going to beg to launch into it but you're probably right i mean we can dance around it a little bit but i haven't fully formed my thoughts yet so i'd be apprehensive to deliver them half-baked no let's go let's hit it hard next week in person okay okay because i think it's a i think it's a broader conversation about a bigger topic which will which will be fun it is and the bigger topic um is there's I think like when I kind of got into podcasting, it was 2012 or 2013, there was gatekeepers in the surf business. And there was, you know, a few brands that funded everything and very few magazines uh, that had been around for decades and decades. And so you kind of had to start low on the rung in one of those environments and work your way up. 
And there was a rite of passage and a lot of it was to speak favorably about these specific people, world champs or the brands or whatever it was. And so I um, was developing this kind of on the side and it slowly grew and kind of subverted all of those traditional things. And meanwhile, there's been a couple of brands along the way that have done this as well. Um, I, I, I'll, I won't mention them now, maybe we will next week, but the, the legacy brands and entities have either gone out of business, gone bankrupt, or just lost tremendous market share. And a lot of their core clients that they had been slowly abandoning along the way, we fostered credibility with. And I say we collectively, meaning not only the podcast, but Beach Grit and some of these other brands. And so as we fostered credibility with those, I think the old gatekeepers who didn't ever adopt to this new model or adapt to the new model just kind of want to ignore what's happening over here and they have animosity about it. And now I'm seeing a lot of indignance from that community. Like, first of all, uh, overt ig ignorance to what's happening over here. And then secondly, an indignance to it. But it's like, that's such a bizarre response. Like you can, one option for those, that legacy kind of, those legacy gatekeepers is leverage the conversations that are happening over here to help build your profile. You can engage in the conversations in certain ways. You can glean insights from those conversations in certain ways. You, you know, there's a lot of options, but to willfully ignore it. And then secondly, get angry about those things and just turn an angry back to all of the conversation when that minority has become the majority is just, it's bizarre and it's bad business. You know? The to me, I mean, the microcosm, oddly, or yeah, the picture of it, perfectly encapsulated for me, is uh, Jack Robinson surfing the, surfing the box, right? Where you have Perfect. something that everybody's aware of, everybody knows happening, uh, does not get mentioned anywhere, and yeah, I've had conversations with people at the WSL about that specific incident. They were furious about it. And like, I was thinking, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, yeah, during the Margaret River contest, Jack Robinson paddling out, having his dead iPhone and recording himself, or he didn't record himself, but being recorded surfing the box. Everyone who, and not everyone who mattered, but like so many people were like, this is, this is the thing they wanted to do, right? Yeah. Uh, and so not to ever, like, the fact that WCL never acknowledged that, how did they not grab a best of Jack Robinson pirate broadcast at the box clip? No, no clue. And But that's the, like, I mean, that's the issue now, right? Like where I wonder, and I don't know how big the other audience is, but I, I just wonder, can we just topple the whole thing? Can we push and just topple the entire thing at this point? I don't know, and I don't feel a need to do that in any way. I, I guess my thought is like, if they're running a profitable, successful business, then by all means, ignore us, ignore everybody, ignore Jack Robinson, and continue laughing all the way to the bank. But they've been running a business that hemorrhages money for not years, but now decades. And a lot of the athletes are disgruntled, employees, you've spoken to them, I've spoken to them, are not thrilled. 
and their core audience is frustrated event after event and vocally publicizing that. And so it's bizarre to double down and to um, take umbrage with anybody, with any critics, with any critics that present any sort of uh, criticism or insights or whatever, to take umbrage with them just seems, it's freaking bizarre to me. I don't, I don't I mean, get I, at this point. I, I don't get it and I'm happy like, whatever like if they really are going to win the game then win yeah. go yeah win, win. The game. i'll we'll go I'll, win i will eat crow like i will eat crow oh. runs if they run a contest in the pool and luca lucas vicente wins it and it's wildly entertaining i will eat crow but especially if he's a skimboarder though or a anything other than a standard surfer how do you not honestly let's go back here real quick you have like basically 15 wild cards to fill. How do you not get wakeboarders in there? I have no idea. It was a wakeboarding pool originally, right? Or water ski? It was a water ski pool. And how yeah. do you not let them back in? Get a st stinking water skier in there to see, hey, yeah. we put a wave in here, but let's see if you can water ski this thing better. That's all it is. Yeah. It's weird. I um, Your audio just got so much cleaner when you adjusted your phone. <laughs> Oh, I'm really trying to find the no, perfect. No, it's perfect now. Your audio okay. was like muffled before, like it was sitting on a pillow or something. Okay. Um, should we do barrel or not? Yes. Let's forget about commercials. Let's give them a clean show today. Everybody. You don't even everybody. Need to be a subscriber. <laughs> well, the subscribers might win a too happy, but everybody gets oh. a clean show with no commercials. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Since you're on vacation. Barrel or not, wearing a Speedo. Oh, uh, Ryan Miller has made me fall in love with the Speedo again. And I'm going to say full on barrel. If you're not doing it ironically, if that's he's your doing kid, it ironically, he is. But I feel he's pushed it so far where I feel I've done that in my life with certain things, pushing irony to the point where it backs around to this is just me, where I think now the Speedo is Ryan Miller, right? Like, you can do something ironically until it becomes you. I feel the Speedo is Ryan Miller. Uh, likewise, I feel that if you're going to rock one, as long as you're not ironic, you cannot be thinking about your Speedo. You have to be rocking your Speedo. And you have to be European because there's no way to earnestly rock one unless you're from a country where that's what they had. Except I feel any buddy who's played water polo or swam on a high school swim team there's a bunch of people out there who have worn speedos legitimately if they could just throw that into their resort skis off they go do you own a speedo i don't uh but as a kid my icon which may explain a lot about me was greg luganis the 88 Olympics and 84, Greg Luganis was the greatest athlete that I thought ever existed. And so I had a Speedo back then and would rock it to the lake in Oregon and to the beach in Oregon, thinking this is what Greg Luganis wears. And I did it like I did it exactly like anyone buys a pair, bought a pair of Andy Irons Rising Sun trunks. Like no way. that was my dude. I was wearing a Speedo like Greg Luganis. Did you have any embarrassment about P 
people being able to see the size of your junk while wearing it? I mean, I was like probably 13, 12 or 10 that's, or something. That's so. when you would be most embarrassed. Yeah, I didn't care about the, I, I knew like I'm doing something that's very progressive here. Uh, but Greg Luganis does it. I'm going to, he's, he's my Michael Jordan. Firstly, it's crazy to, I've never related to people who idolized Olympians that I, maybe it's like the culture I grew up in. There was so many superstar athletes year round that I would see and associate with and that had branded clothing, Michael Jordan or whatever, that when the Olympics came around once every four years, it wasn't significant enough to like break through my relationship oh. with Bo Jackson, you know? Maybe, maybe uh, I was a kid who didn't have cable TV. And so the Olympics was like somehow major, major. It wasn't major for my parents, but it was major to me. And Greg Luganis was, I mean, Greg Luganis was my North Star for a good eight years. That is hilarious. I'm going anti and I'm going no barrel. And it goes back to our barrel and off from two weeks ago is that nobody wants to see your dick. Like women don't want to see it. And by the way, I did take a survey after that podcast about do women want to see if you're towel changing, do they want to see your butt or your junk? Nine, it was nine out of 10 wanted to see, butt. nobody wants to see a dick. And so the same thing goes with the speedo. I feel that though, if you wear it right, it's not accentuating. It's like a, it's the male form in all its glory. There's no glory. <laughs> That's my point is there's no glory in the male form. Nobody wants you, to see it. You made me want to revisit my childhood. Yeah, wearing a Speedo, legitimately. I think not you should. I think you and Jimmy Kane should go to Waco. He'll coach you and film you how to do an air and you'll be wearing a Speedo. Done. I'm, I'm fully sold. And I need to bring it back unironically because I feel unironic about it. And I wore it unironically as a kid. You're muffling your microphone again. Damn it. Um, you, you should borrow Ryan Miller's rainbow speedo since he's your new icon. I mean, I don't want it to be rain. I, what I rock was dark American dark blue with the speedo. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. All right, you have your own brand. Yep, done. Speedo, come board. All right, barrel or non number two, staying in someone's house when you're on vacation. Zero barrel. Zero, Zero barrel, dude. No, 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 no. Never, ever, 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 ever. We are uh, too old for this. Get You get a motel. Like, you get the cheapest motel. Whatever. Whatever you can do to avoid that is what you do. You never you do staying- that. Weren't you staying with Travis Rice in Whistler or wherever that was? Oh yeah, Jackson? love Travis. Oh yeah, then's no problems. That's the because it's a big enough house. What it's a big enough house, and and he's a friend. Wait a second, I got to rethink this. Yeah, you got to create uh, a qualifier. I'll tell you while you're thinking. We stayed with friends when we were in Florida last week, or whatever that was two weeks ago. No barrel, dude. Like, I don't oh, like yeah. what they have. I don't like what they have in their fridge. I don't like being on their schedule. I don't like having to socialize when I wake up in the morning. Like everything about it, I was 
it made the whole trip. They were, and they're the nicest people, the most accommodating people, all that sort of stuff. And the entire time I was like, I need space. Okay, so so caveat and qualifier here, you basically have to be family where Travis is basically, or not even, ba- Travis is family, right? Like, so it's like staying with family where it all just, everybody knows each other and it totally works. Uh, I would not stay with a friend, only family. Okay. Which, yeah, like you have to have deep, deep, deep cut. Yeah. And square footage is significant. That helps. Square footage. And yeah, at Travis's, we have our own zone and whatnot. So it all, but also, I mean, we're all just like palling around together in the kitchen the whole time, but it's, it's been, you know, a decade now of hanging out. And so it's just like for me and wife a lot longer where it just, it's just family. Okay. I accept that answer. I do not accept any other version of a barrel yeah. for that answer. I'm saying if you're over the age of 30, maybe even younger, get a hotel. Get get your own hotel. I don't care yeah. what your financial situation is, get your own hotel yep. or don't vacation because yep. fish and house guests stink after 2 days, let's say. Yep. It's totally true. Oh man, now I'm worrying about how much I stink. <laughs> Dude, nobody you want to the thing is, it's it, it's not like nobody would want to stay with you and it doesn't have to do with you. You know, like you could be the best host ever. It's just, it's too much intimacy for your non-partner or your, or your own children. Guess what? I'm going to extend an invite to you and Lauren no down, to Carter, down to Carter no by the Sea. We got a back room. We decline. Two days. <laughs> we decline your offer, but thank you. Um, okay. Barrel. This is not uh, vacation related, but barrel or not having your tarot cards read. Oh, um, never done it. I'm going to say no. Mm, I know. I'm going to say barrel. I'm I'm going to go barrel. barrel. I'm going to go barrel. I'm going to say it's another weird thing that you can throw in your life that is vaguely amusing. It's like, I'm gonna throw tarot cards with, I was barrel on bumper stickers. I'm gonna say tarot cards are the bumper stickers of the psychic world. I agree completely. <laughs> I, I would not have guessed that, but yes, I agree. I, yeah. the, the bizarre thing about it is that somebody, there are people who have dedicated their lives to a deck of cards telling the future. That is hilarious to me. I don't yep. mind if that offends any of our listeners. And then secondly, like I feel no threat. The reason why it's barrel is I feel no threat. If, if you said this tarot card, Hey David, when you and Lauren come and stay for two nights, we have a tarot card reader on Friday night that we're going to have over. I would not be afraid of that. I would not say, Oh my God, that's going to open the gateway to hell. And this will now be infected in my life. No, it's like, whatever that tarot card reader says, I'm game. Maybe she says I'm going to die tomorrow. Maybe she says I'm going to win the lotto. Let's see. The thing is, the tarot card reader never says anything negative, uh, I think. Like, I think it's only, so if potentially- What are the cards? The cards can't all be positive. There has to be like a death card. No, no, I think there's a death card and it's like, oh, you have a lot of strong energy and you've (laughs) got to go do this thing with this strong energy right now. Yeah, like I don't think there's any, I don't think anyone ever gets a tarot reading where the tarot reader is like, oh, you're literally getting hit by a car tomorrow 
And no, so because they just fold the, they fold the cards up. They just go, they read them and then they go, you know what? I forgot I have a hair appointment today. And they put their cards in a nice little, nice little box and they walk out of the room. I cannot wait for a tarot card reader to chime in here. Do you think I we have any listeners that are tarot card readers? For sure. Or one of their wives are. Uh, and I can't Or certainly wait. interested. Yep. Because I've never once heard of anything that was nothing other than either like a on its face positive or something was like, oh, you have a lot of, there's a lot of dark stuff in your aura or whatever. I pulled the card of the something, which means there's like black things happening. But what this also means is that you have a lot of powerful energy right now. And it's how you do something with your powerful energy. All right. I'm putting out feelers right now for any listeners who have any connection to tarot card readers. Let's get an invite for Chaz and I, and let's go do a podcast with a tarot card reader. Please, please. I'm so there. Preferably in the Southern California area. But we'll, we'll travel and we'll stay together in your house. I'll try. Let's do even better. If it's in Puerto Rico or like, uh, where, where would there be tarot card readers? New Orleans, New Orleans, you and I staying in their house in New Orleans. Perfect. Disaster waiting to happen. Covering Surf Ranch live. Yep. Perfect. Um, Hey, we went over our 20 minute allotment for the show. So I apologize about that. I'm sure you have family you need to get to. No, I'm I apologize to the listeners for this being so shoddy, but Uh, you know what I want to recommend to you, you, uh, Topo Chico, you are extolling the virtues of the Topo Chico with a grapefruit twist. Yes. We stock three to pre traditionally, we stock three Topo Chicos in the house. I do the grapefruit, Lauren does the lime, and then we just stock the plain just for whatever. Of course. She found the best flavor. It's hard to find. It's the twist of tangerine. Oh my goodness, I'm so there. I'm gonna go hunt them down. I think, I think it's at Ralph's specifically. It might be Vaughn's. I've checked Target doesn't have it. Sprouts doesn't have it. But it's either Ralph or Vaughn's. I'll find out and I'll let you know. But the twist of tangerine, and it's not like I prefer tangerine as a fruit. I don't. It's perfect. I would, I would prefer a grapefruit or no. lime as a fruit. I don't even like it. No, but in Topo sure. Chico, it's the best Topo Chico. I'm going to get us a twist of tangerine specifically. Twist of tangerine sponsorship. There you go. If you can't find it, I'll bring you a case as a gift. Okay. When uh, we come when we're in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. When do you get back from Cabo? Uh, two days. Okay, cool. So I'll see I'll you next week. Fully, yeah, I'll be sober and done with book round three. So be ready to actually be serious. All right. We stand with you in solidarity. Yeah. It, thank you, everyone. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Chaz, until I see you at Album Surfboards next week. Get barrel.